0: Today's guest, Joshua Lewis, comes with an unusual resume. Joshua communicates with the dead. Now, I know that's not the remarkable part because mediums have been doing this for centuries. However, Joshua does it using his smartphone. Yes, you heard me right. There's an app for that. (laughs) Welcome to the Afterlife Files, where we investigate near-death experiences, shared death experiences, and all things afterlife, and how they affect you. Unlike podcasts that are just stories, we will give you a heads up on what to look for in our conversation, and then, after the interview, stick around, we'll help you make sense of those accounts so that you can incorporate the insights into your life. I think you'll find that having your most profound questions answered, living life in the physical, is filled with more peace and joy. Here's our bio. Joshua Lewis struggled to understand the world around him and his purpose within it. Following a simple spiritual path, he would come to understand his purpose in a very profound way. In 2012, his intuitive nature drew him to seek the truth regarding paranormal events and the existence of an afterlife. What he got was way more than he bargained for. As his intuitive abilities developed, he discovered he was able to communicate with souls on the other side. With his new group, HOPE, H O P E Helpers of Paranormal Abilities, and his intuitive ability, he dedicated his time to helping stuck spirits cross over as well as grieving people looking for closure. Then, using a wide array of technological devices, combined with his intuitive means, Josh has been able to successfully reconnect many people with their deceived loved ones. As you watch this extraordinary interview, here's a couple of things I want you to listen for. First, His explanation of how ITC or Instrumental Trans Communication works surprised me. It wasn't what I expected. See if you have the same reaction. I love how he communicates with entities using his intuition. I took notes on how he uses his astral room and intend to give it a try for myself. Then stick around until the very end during the last 10 minutes he shares with us some of the visual confirmation he's been able to acquire. It's really wild. This is definitely a new look on an old practice. Here's our interview with Joshua Lewis. And welcome, Joshua. We are really glad to have you with us here at the Afterlife Files.
1: Oh, it's awesome, Scott. Thank you, it's an honor.
0: So, you are known for talking to the dead using instrumentation of some sort. And, you know, you just don't wake up with that talent. So, why don't you give us a little, a a brief story about how you got to this point where you are today?
1: Well, you know, it's a good, it's a great thing to bring up. You know, I think of it often. I think of, how ridiculous this must seem to so many people (laughs) um and even to me at times you know because i still am a logical person i still have you know i'm not i'm not you know completely gone yet you know i i i still am grounded um and i like to use reason and logic and all of those things so um you know i mean just this you know the skinny of it is that i i started really getting into the paranormal as a novice you know just buying some basic pieces of little cheap you know radios and recorders and things you know and going out to cemeteries and haunted locations very traditional paranormal hunt ghost hunting you know um
0: okay sure
1: yeah and 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 you know that's that's really Um, And and we started recording very uh, basic responses. Hello, I'm here. Uh, Where's the light? Get out. You know, two, three word phrases. So you would get those kinds that would say, get out. I don't want to talk, that kind of thing. Like, you know, no talk or something, you know, very basic. But then you would get some that really asked for help or they would say, you know, your name, or they would say their name. So that was very interesting. That I could not get over. I was recording that. I wasn't watching the show. I wasn't taking someone else's word for it. I was capturing this stuff myself, uh, with others with me, you know, a medium came along once and she was getting stuff without giving her anything. Cause I didn't really trust mediums either. I didn't really know what to think about, you know, mediums. Um, I watched John Edwards' crossing over when I was a kid kind of, you know, and I thought that was interesting. And then at the end of, of the show, there would be this fine print that like, it wouldn't say it was fake, but it would say this is for entertainment and because they had to, but that, that created doubt in me, you know? And so I, you know, by doing what I was doing, I was really finding out stuff. And then this medium came in and she was getting stuff uh, that we got already, you know, she was getting things on her own, Of information that we recorded. And shortly after working with her, we started, you know, my partner Nikki and I, we started um, picking up things on our own intuitively. Um, So we started to get a thought, a feeling, and we would say it. And then the box would kind of, it would, a response would come through validating what I just said or what Nikki said or whatever. That caused me to go work with, uh, Deborah Lynn Katz, who was uh, Deborah Lynn Katz PhD. She's an amazing woman and she's an intuitive, uh, teacher. And I worked with her and she really brought out my intuitive, um, ability helped to develop it. Um, I became one of her, you know, good, you know, best students, I should say. And I was giving her readings and stuff. And she was, you know, we were, it was great stuff but i started it's interesting if you look at the progression from 10 years ago from when i started to now and you hear the recordings then to now it is almost like i'm just recording almost conversations now now it's 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 very direct it's clearer there isn't all this staticky and it's not so short i mean it's it's not perfect still but it's been you know, so now it, th- this is advanced ITC, Advanced Instrumental Transcommunication. And uh, it is not your typical paranormal uh, ghost hunting. So it, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. That's all I, I mean. I don't know. I can keep going on, but that's, that, that's what it is.
0: And um, well, what I know about this and this kind of work Is that it depends upon, you know, what your view of life is and what your view of the afterlife is. So doing this work for the last 10 years, you know, what happens when we die, according to you, to Joshua?
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, So I started capturing evidence in 13, 2013, and I started getting... a a wide gamut of responses. Like I said, I was getting some negative stuff, but I was getting a lot of positive stuff. Um, You know, I was getting, um, you know, so I was getting a mixture of things. So, but then I started intuitively picking up stuff and there, it felt like, as I was capturing information through the box, understanding more of the intuitive information that I was getting personally, uh, it felt like hell is a place more of our own um, creation. It's a, in a sense of our minds, our mind, you know, are the way we live. is kind of we're creating our own reality. So people that are um, doing bad things, um, they may not go down to a fiery, burning hell with a guy with hooves and stuff. There, it, it, but it, it it might be their own worst nightmare or a feeling of some kind of repetitive, you know, dealing with the guilt and the regret at some point, if they deny that they can just be in darkness and they can kind of be in a sleep, but at some point there is no time. So at some point they're going to, they can't escape. They can't sleep it out. They're going to have to come to the reckoning of their own actions, the karma of their own actions. People that didn't live very spiritual, but weren't bad people, um didn't give the spiritual side much thought more of a material like living in the world the job the car the house the clothes the the status um they get to the afterlife I feel based on what I'm getting and they're kind of like well what now they're not in a bad place but they're not in they know they're not in the ultimate place they know that they're missing something um and so there might be some living amongst you know, um, there might be some coexisting amongst the living for a bit until something opens up, you know, for them, or they decide to maybe ask for some help. And of course, people that are living, um, connected, working on themselves, trying to live with love and light in their life, some kind of connection to a higher power, um, you know, the light seems to be there present, right? When they're, when they're, when they're passing, and that light will stay there. If they don't want to go right away, um, they can kind of see their, their family, see the, the, uh, the funeral. There's kind of this like process of a few days, it seems like, Um, but then, you know, that they need to go towards that light and, and go, and ascend um, to a higher, a higher level. And when they do this, um, I get that people are coming back to visit, they're coming back to communicate, they're coming back to visit, but they must return back and ascend um, to a higher place again. Um, And they talk of it as being a very amazing place i've heard eden uh, it's it's like eden um, it's it's amazing there's light there's our loved ones there's there's a higher power um, many mention christ um, they meant you know the gurus what's interesting about it is that i felt this information prior to finding um i knew of this 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 guru this man but um in 18 I, I i finally read this book um autobiography oh, yeah. of a yogi and and it's i that's been,
0: been on our um, i think everybody's at one time or another
1: right and so sometimes it sits on the bookshelf but you won't read it until you're ready you know it's kind of like when when you're ready the teacher appears and 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 so i i found yogananda and um i became an initiate um of kriya yoga and and I've been practicing for 3 years now and um what he talks about in this book the book that Steve Jobs made sure everyone at his funeral had the book that George Harrison made sure to give out as gifts and said it's the most important book and you should read it every year um and many more um he talks about all of the things that I've been finding out through my scientific research uh, he has gone even further and it's almost like his work confirmed my work. So I felt like I really found, you know, I love Jesus. That's my, you know, I'm not talking about the religious guy. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, the one, the master, the ascended master, um, you know, the one that loves all and doesn't hate anybody, you know, that, that, uh, that one. Um, but, you know, Yogananda talks about this. He has a quote and I'm going to paraphrase it very, very loosely. And he says, um, death is not the great escape. It's not the great escape that we think it is. If that was the case, then let us all go to the ocean at once and drown ourselves and become angels. But he goes, that's not the way it is. He goes, you are who you are in in this life and you are in the afterlife. So to do the work now, do the work now, here's the place and the time to do that work. Um, So I firmly believe that someone could ascend to heaven while they're alive. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The vibration you're on, the level you're on, what you're thinking, what you're putting, what you're doing. So it's almost like when someone passes, they don't have to ascend to heaven. It's almost like they're kind of there already. If they die in a frantic state, they're taking that with them. If they're dying with regret and anger. They're taking that with them, um, you know. Uh, the Buddhists in, in in the Tibetan Book of the Dead talk about bardo's. They talk about how they work. You know, they they stand around a monk when it's his time for passing and try to help guide him. So there are no distractions and nothing pulls him away. No fear pulls at him as he is moving into that next realm. So that's what I firmly believe. Um, so there is a purgatory, if you want to call it a middle ground. There's higher levels.
0: So um, you mentioned um, a little bit ago that uh, that you were out recording in cemeteries, and then later you were record- doing some other recordings with it, with a box. Right. What is a box?
1: Well, <clears throat> it's important to understand. It's important to understand that. ITC. That's what any working with a recorder, working with you know tools, those those dowsing rods, as something as simple as that, a pendulum, working with uh, a radio box that scans stations. You know, um, any of these things are instruments, and we're trying to use the instruments to communicate with another dimension. So it's instrumental transcommunication, uh, interdimensional transcommunication, and that has been worked on. For over a hundred years now, you know, even before that, um, Thomas Edison worked on an apparatus to communicate and was, uh, I think, very successful. I think he, I think he, you know, he didn't come out with it because everyone thinks you're crazy. Mainstream science can't, you know, is not up to the level of. Uh, they're not there yet. They don't want to accept this stuff, even with places like the Monroe Institute and other amazing, you know, bits out in Vegas and other places that are trying to do different things in parapsychology departments and institutes. It's it's getting better, but we're still at the point where, you know, but these guys, you know, in Tesla, uh, Konstantin Radoval, um, <clears throat> um, I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh Jurgensen Frederick Jurgensen so all of these people were using um radio waves using radios apparatuses um recorders to record voices um, from thin air uh, you know whether or not people were ready to classify it they were ready to classify it as spirits um or or, or loved ones or whatever but they were getting intelligent Uh, Marcello Bacci is one that is, you know, someone in Italy that um, in the 2000s, 90s, he was doing stuff. He had this radio and he would take the transistor uh, communicator out of the radio, not allowing it to receive any station. So the only thing you would hear would be, shh. And he called in number of people that he let observe. And, um, you know, and then, you know, the same thing would happen each time. Um, one thing is that, you know, with a spirit box is that what it's doing is it's using errant sound, um, and creating sound or it's, it's using the sound
0: just random.
1: Well, there's different, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to explain all of a spirit box, but to try to give you a simplest answer, it really started out with those guys using stuff then there's frank sumption frank sumption created something which was a radio but it would take it would it would take am or fm radio and it would and he would um build in a um um, a tuner or a it would skip and so what he would do is an automatic tuner and it would it would skip through the stations automatically at a rate that you would choose so you could choose a very fast rate and this is just like taking a radio and you got like the you know the dial and you never you know just go like you know like this and you hear yeah. okay you know yeah and that's and that's what we're doing um, and 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 that's what would happen the problem is people would say well isn't that just going to be you're just getting you know, words from the broadcasts, right? And I'd say, yeah, that's possible. Sure, you get false positives. You get a word that's coming through um, and it could be a false positive. Um, I think a lot of paranormal ghost hunters think that when when they're using these little radio boxes and they're out there and it's skipping through stations and they're hearing these random words, that a spirit is taking random words from the broadcast and trying to time it, and pluck the words from the broadcast and use those words, kind of like Bumblebee and Transformers. He's using his, it's (laughs) that card, he uses the, you know, his stations to, you know, to talk. What I found out through my own research is that they're taking bits and pieces of the sound and forming their own responses with it. And the way that I was able to prove that was by taking sound uh, uh taking human speech and chopping it up into little pieces reversing it slowing it down so i could make a track of just gibberish so you need human sound for them to use but you don't want to use anything with words in it because then it could come through and it won't be the spirit you may think you know it's it, so it, you get a false positive we don't want that but you know so Uh, I would take this track and I would feed it through my box with a little bit of echo and reverb, which helps to create a longer sound wave. And they would take it and form their own responses, very clearly giving me responses, uh, responding to my answers directly. Um, Sometimes they're a little vague or they're veiled or they're like a little bit um, difficult to, uh, to understand. It's not always direct yes and no's. And yes, you get that stuff, but you know, sometimes it's very clear and very direct. Sometimes it's a little off, but the bottom line is it's amazing. It's in, and the, that there's no way for a word to come through that gibberish track. So if a word does come through, you can bet that someone intelligent is using it. So that's pretty much what we're doing. I'm using that. I'm using voice recorders. I'm using sound banks. I'm using radio boxes. You know, I'm using, uh, you know, cameras to pick up, you know, visual evidence as well. So there's a number of things I'm trying to use, multiple tools to validate what I'm getting. And I personally am, you know, everyone is. We are our own best piece of paranormal equipment. We are. We have to go on the intuition. We are all psychic. We all have the ability to tune in. We all get gut feelings, intuition, hunches. We all think of someone before the phone rings and it's them. It's all happened to us before. These are simple, basic psychic, you know, you know, things happening um, that everyone can tap into.
0: And I've been playing with your app for a couple of weeks now, and. Um, I'm sure you've heard this before, so following directions very clearly, you know, um, something will come across and you go, how'd that go again? You know, trying to decipher what what the words are uh, can be a little difficult. So what kind of hints do you have for me?
1: Well, that's really something that you really, it's like, you know, they asked Ted Williams, one of the best hitters in baseball, probably the best hitter in baseball to ever, you know, live. uh, They asked him to teach that. And he, and he was a horrible teacher because he just, he goes, I just do it. You see it, you do it, you hear it. You know, I just took a whole class eight weeks uh, master class um, teaching um, people, you know, over 20 individuals, um, how to do what I do. And when it came to the part of really how, you know, teaching them how to review, I taught them the process. Um, I I gave them some tips on using the app, you know, don't open it for as long, really try to just like, when you're opening the gate, the little noise gate, you want to just go almost like this, just like literally, like the minute you get there, you want to come right back because you're only allowing like two seconds worth of sound to come out and, you're hoping that they can use that short bit that maybe they're not saying more. Some responses are cut off because of how long we're opening that gate. But why don't we just open that gate and just leave it open? Well, you know, why would we do that? You know what I'm saying? Because well, I then know.
0: Got, I did it. I experimented.
1: Everyone should. Everyone should open it up and see what's going on. Turn on the reverb, turn it off, see what's going on. First of all, let me just say this is a free app that I created um you know over almost two years ago now at this point it's been an amazing journey and it's been a compilation of other people's boxes that i've used and i just put everything that i've used and i put it together and uh, and i created my own sound banks and and um, i add the reverb it's all in there and it's got a feature where you can record the stuff in-house you can in app you know you can hit record you ask The question without the gate open, you say, Hey, it's me, Josh. Is anyone here? And then you would open that gate for just literally one to two seconds at first. Okay. And a little bit of sound is going to come out. And then you can stop your recording. The chances of you hearing it in real time is not going to be good. Even for me, if you watch any of my sessions, I'm only getting about 30% of what's being said in real time. And those are.
0: So yeah, give, yeah. So I'm mean, a hard time for not getting it all. No,
1: I know. And, 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 you know, you, I mean, you know, it's getting better. I mean, there are guys and people I know that are just great at hearing in real time, but there's a problem with that is that sometimes when you are talking as if you can hear it in real time, you can say, Oh, I think you just said this. I think I heard this, but to respond and act as if that's what they just said, knowing is dangerous or I don't say dangerous. It's, it, it's, it's, it's not right to do because you can go back and listen and you might hear something a little different we're looking for clear direct replies and it's possible especially when we intuitively connect strong in a strong way with that soul with that spirit you know it's a loved one the chances are that they may come through better than a random person you're asking for because of the connection they have with you. They got a bond with you. They got a bond with the device. Um, And when hearing it, there's really no secret to hearing it other than make sure you're recording it and then go back and listen and just kind of sit there and close your eyes for a moment and try to listen to the first couple times. If you're listening four or five times, then you need to take a break, walk away. I had a very, um, you know, uh, I don't say famous, but I guess a, a, a big forensic audio expert out there, Ed Primo, Uh, he's done some of the biggest, you know, he did some Trump tapes. He's done some, uh, the airplane tapes, he's done all kinds of, you know, he's worked on some really high profile cases. And I was able to work with him on a couple different, you know, uh, occasions. And I sent him my voice recorder that, you know, had, you know, EVP on it, electronic voice phenomenon. It's not the box. It doesn't need sound. It's just a little voice recorder made by Panasonic, Thirty bucks, and uh, you know you can record really amazing EVP with. So I sent that to him for him to analyze, and he goes, "Yep." He goes, "There's something on there." Um, I'm not able to tell you; it's saying exactly this. It sounds like human cadence. It sounds like human speech. I'm going to analyze it against yours, and and you know your speech, and we're going to see. And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "The best way when listening to responses." He goes you don't want to listen for more than two hours that's you know really it really sets you know your ears the hairs in your ears get tired they start to lay down um you know you close your eyes you listen within the first couple of passes and if you don't get it then you move on and you go on to something else um and then you come back and then he goes you want to come back with fresh ears. Try listening to these things during the day, not at night when you're tired and you, you know, um, it's better to be daylight listening. You can try with headphones. You can try without the external speakers. When using this app in my box, it it does seem to be better to listen with external speakers because you're not listening to a faint whisper. And it kind of cuts out some of the reverb after recording it. And it's through an external speaker. You know, you're listening. It just, you know, and um, eventually as you do this a little bit more, you know, you kind of get that ear for it and you start to really pick up more and more. But, you know, opening that gate for very little, just a a second, and then closing it, a little bit of sound is going to give you a better chance of hearing the response because it's not going to be super long, super difficult. It's going to be either something or it's not.
0: Have you found a difference in the? Quality of of the speech if it's a, a guide versus a dead relative.
1: You you mean the um, the quality as far as um, so if I'm talking to someone more well known or a random person, you mean is that what you mean? Hmm. No. Uh,
0: uh, a dead person versus say my assigned guide who may or may not have had a human embodiment.
1: Oh, gotcha. Guides use it well. I have guides that are using it well. I have a team. I think it's very important that I mention I am not, this This is not a sole act here. I am not by myself here. I have a number of others on the other side, um, whether they're listening in on this interview now or not or whatever, but they're in on the sessions and, and they're very active and they're you know very helpful and amazing I just very blessed so they can use the devices they speak pretty well through it but someone that has passed recently within a few days within a few weeks someone that might have um a lot of raw emotion maybe because they just died for whatever purpose um maybe they have you know they can really use the box they can really use the box so um, they still some, have
0: some vestigial uh vibratory energy from the physical plane it hasn't yeah
1: really i mean they must still yeah they're i mean you know i could speculate it's just all speculation on that you know as far as but i mean it it seems like they're taken they've got a high amount of still like almost human energy they've got um know, raw emotion. Emotion is big. I know that when I'm trying to connect to a spirit or when I'm trying to talk to a spirit, if if I'm not coming through that or if they're not coming through that well, they'll say, connect. You have to connect. Connecting is the biggest key. Psychic ability is huge. There was a guy, I forgot his name. I even mentioned him in my book and I forgot exactly what his name was, but He created this device, a a speaker box, you know, spirit box. Yep. And he was using it and then he was getting amazing results. And then he would give it to some other people to try and use scientists to kind of check it. And they weren't getting those same results. So they came up with the idea that they, they deemed that this was something fraudulent. And he said, no. He goes, I'm the operator. It's got it I have to connect with it. and to a scientist that's that's fooey that's that's not that's not scientific. we can't if we can't replicate it if they can't replicate it in controlled environments with anybody um over and over again, then it's really not you know it's a just you know whatever so i mean i I get that, but this Although guy the, you know the,
0: the latest scientific research says that they the outcome is based on the observer and you know and it's the consciousness of the observer that makes that drives the outcome so i now can, we're
1: we're now with that you're uh citing that where is that from because that's really i mean as far as the general consensus in mainstream science is now that is that where yes. we've reached to because mm-hmm. i've seen many things on quantum theory and you know just you know it's it's what you know spooky action from afar as einstein called it you know so there's yeah, a lot schrodinger's
0: of- box you know the cat right. is dead or alive and it depends upon and and we know that from um all the remote viewing work that's been done you know that you have to have double and triple blinds because if somebody knows what the target is it can it can drive it can influence the 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 person who's doing
1: the remote viewing. Sure. I've done some remote viewing. I've done some, I've been, you know, uh, Deborah has taken me through that and I've been very successful with some targets. That's not what I focus on. um, But I just, I find it, I've worked with, I've done telekinesis. I've, 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 I've worked extensively on, on moving things and doing things. And I've had some great success that I I talk about in my book and show some videos. So it's really amazing.
0: How are you at Bending
1: Spoons? I didn't, I didn't work on bending spoons. I really worked with, um, I worked with more of the wheel. I worked with um, different, um, you know, paper foil under, under, you know, domes and under, you know, bowls and things from a distance. And, and I had some really great success standing across the room and, and, moving it one way then stopping it, moving it another way. And, and it took some buildup. It took some time to get to that point, you know, and, and, um, you know, but it's, it's been really, it's been really amazing.
0: So having listened to several of your interviews, yes, it's coming to me that to use this app well, uh, requires good questions. Okay. And, you know, cause I, I'm watching people and say do you, you do you love me, Dad? you know I, I, yes, about fifty percent of the responses have to deal with some sort of emotion about how they care for each other, they don't, or you know, what are you doing in heaven, dad but there's um I notice that when you use well not yes no questions that requires the the spirit on the other end to to actually use sentences and to fill out thoughts. Um, I found those much more compelling.
1: Sure. (laughs) Of course they are. I love that.
0: It just, it it strikes me then that when you go in to use the app that, you know, you've got a list of questions ready to go because you can, you know, the first time I used it, I get I just got all emotional the first time thinking that, oh my gosh, I've connected with a loved one and then all of my
1: questions just flew out of my head. Know, like, right. Right. That's what I mean, that's the thing. You may get someone on the other side that's willing to, to work with you on an analytical way or in an analytical way, or in a way that is more you know scientific that they'll, Try to really show up to give you some definitive answers based on whatever it is you're asking—an event, um, what's you know, whatever it is um, about where someone might be, all that stuff—and we'll get some great stuff. We'll get some great stuff. But when you're really, when I'm really trying to bridge a loved one to a loved one here, one yeah. over there to one over here, that's when the best stuff really comes through because, you know, one of my Probably one of my, if not my favorite movie is Interstellar. Um, Christopher Nolan is a genius and he's my favorite filmmaker and, and um, Interstellar. I watch it every year, just kind of like the book autobiography of a Yogi, like the, like Interstellar is that movie for me that just hits all, all of those pieces for me. And, you know, Anne Hathaway's line in there when they're heading out, you know, to the to the wormhole. And she says, you know, love is the only thing that can transcend time and space. It's the only thing that we know that can transcend, you know, time and space. Um, and I go, yes, and that's exactly right. Because that is what is allowing a lot of this kind of communication to happen. It's love. It's the um, love that we have to... Nice. Yeah. And it's, I'm telling you, when the love is there, the communication is there. Um, When someone is in pain and grief and just needs to hear their loved one's words, something to get them. And it does, and it just can't be so vague sometimes, you know, it has to be something, but it also doesn't have to be some long detailed response. Sometimes it could be something very simple that, That person will know once they hear it. Oh no, no, no! That's my loved one because that's what they would say, how they would say it, or whatever it is. Um, So it's love, and that's really what it is. And and, you know, I'm gonna here. I'll 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 just say this: that I think some of my best work, if not my best work, I've done some amazing sessions, and everyone I've reached out to. First of all, I got to say there's no way for me to prove. 100% 100% that I am speaking to these actual people. When I reach out to a loved one, when I reach out to a celebrity or well-known person because people requested them or whatever, there is no way for me to prove. So I am no way claiming 100% that this is this person. What I'm doing is I'm intuitively connecting, my am setting my intention I'm seeing them, I'm communicating in my mind, and then I'm turning on the box and whatever I get, whatever I hear, I tag. You can say that you don't hear what I tag. That's fine too. It's not fact. Not every caption is fact. I'm giving you what I think it is. And then I'm showing you the results. So it's up to you guys to decide whether I connected with that soul or not. But you know, I think the best work, some of the is that I did when I reached out to Gabby Petito. Now, Gabby is someone you know, the uh, the young girl that was missing, kind of gripped the whole country. I tried reaching out before her body was found. With that case, I got that she was dead. She was lying outside. I got that Brian did it. That he escaped. I got all of that information prior to that being released, um, you know, affirmatively in the news. Um, I got that, you know, that, that, you know, he did it. He hit her in the head, which he did. That didn't come out until months later. It was strangulation at first. She said it. So facts came out before authorities released it. Um, she said he was dead, that he shot himself before it was released in the news. So she was coming through extremely strong, probably one of the strongest I've ever had anyone come through. With that being said, while she was doing that, giving us real information, I know it sounds crazy, but her and I were bonding in a very uncon- or, you know, unconventional way. I never knew that there was a way. It was like we have this now this friendship now. Yeah, and I call on her at times, and I'll ask for her through the box. I just got done asking for her. And she, she comes through. She's clear. And she says, I miss you. I miss talking to you. You know, I have a love for you, you know, and that is really special. Like I feel that I say the same thing to her. Now, I don't know. I never knew her in real life, but it feels like I did. And I do. So there is some connection. There's a, it is an amazing. So it's not a loved one. I didn't know her. Um, And there are friends and people that I've passed that I've talked to that are, that come through very strong. I had a follower of mine that followed for a long time my uh, my work. He died of COVID. That night, I, I reached out to him, strong believer in Christ, and, and I reached out to him. It was like a phone call. I heard maybe 60% of it in real time. Um, he was clear. He answered almost every single question very directly, not the, you know, sometimes these vague non sequitur type responses that you go, well, you know, what the heck does that mean? You know, he was very direct. So, you know, the connection that him and I had or her and I had at something now that we created, it really created, it, it allowed for some top-notch class A communication.
0: I think that's really important that they're just to reiterate what you said that there needs to be an emotional connection between you and the person who's made that that transition yes and i know that um you know for those of you that have been watching this channel for a while that shared death experiences you know when somebody goes with somebody who's making their transition um That's the primary qualification that there needs to be an emotional connection between. Are you talking
1: about when like a wife dies and a husband dies an hour later? No. No. Oh, shared it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So the wife dies and when she leaves her physical body for the last time, husband who's sitting in a chair next to the bed will leave his physical body and accompany her up into the light they and he experiences all of the uh, the elements of a shared death experience that's
1: really amazing i've heard the term and there's so much to this that i still do not know even though i've been doing this 10 years and i've written a book and i've worked on a lot of facets of it there's still so many things and i don't claim to be an expert you know so that's really amazing i've heard that so that's what's happening that there and then he comes back into his body
0: and yeah, and then, you know, they have a chance to say goodbye in that space or um, it's a gift to be able to go, you know, with them through the tunnel. And That's go to The reunion never, party and go through the past life review. And
1: that you know, is something else. And, and which with the past, you know, all of that is very real as far as what I'm getting on my end, reincarnation life review um you know choosing aspects of the future when you're coming back when it's time going to school on the other side there's schools there's there's objects there's things that that it's not you know they're in a, a finer uh you know grosser form but it, you know they're vibrating at a higher level you know i know that Um, something very interesting in my intuitive work with Deborah, we talked about thought forms, creating thought forms, you know, and, and, and we create these thought forms and we can destroy them and whatever. And that, you know, even, uh, an iPhone is a thought form because it came from a thought and then it had to be brought into this, into this realm. But what's interesting is that, you know, when I do my group sessions for my patrons asking for up to 50 people in a session one night, it's kind of like a gallery, group session that I'll do. Um, I don't, um, I envision going out, going up into my headspace. It's like a cave, like my bat cave. And then I go, and there's like a, like a, a third eye window and I'll go through my, my, my astral light body. That's a little smaller. I shrink it down so it can fit in my head and, and it will go out of the third eye across a platform to a floating astral room. And in that room is where I do my sessions is where I invite the spirit to come to. Oh. And, and it's very interesting because I started doing this on my own. I didn't know No one told me to do this. It just started coming. And then they started talking about that they were helping to create this room. And then as I was doing these sessions, you will hear. So I start saying like, I'm opening the door. And then i'm walking in and then i'm setting up chairs and i see these wooden chairs and there's a table they started commenting on the thought forms they started telling me they were at the table they were sitting in the chairs they were going through the door at one point, you can hear the door opening and closing. There's no door sounds in this app or any other, you know. So th- there's sounds from the other side that are coming through. They're commenting on astral thought forms that I'm creating. That is mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing to me. So, you
0: know? so, Joshua, you're talking about the, um, the people on the other side are commenting on yours? Yes. Yes, Not the other people in the, in the room.
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the, the deceased loved ones are coming and talking about one guy said, one of the chairs broke. Then I created, (laughs) I I had these old wooden chairs. I don't know why I created these old wooden chairs. I just thought it would look cool. I thought it was cool. (laughs) They complained about the chairs. I swear, Scott, it's so crazy. I created new chairs, metal chairs with a, with a padded seat. And they go, oh, he's got new chairs. So they've talked about this. They go, one guy, one voice says, where's the table? We're, oh, we're getting the table out. It's like someone put the table away. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It's so freaking nuts, but it's real. One of your
0: invitees is a neat Nick and they had to fold up and put the table off in the closet between sessions. I guess so. I guess so. That's too funny. Oh, it's awesome. um,
1: This is fascinating. So where do you think this is going to go next? I mean, I was hitting, you know... I didn't know where to I didn't know where to go with this. All I kept doing was doing sessions. I did my intuitive training. I I worked at California Psychics for two years as one of their best readers because I just wanted boot camp type training. Uh, I wanted, you know, to just thrust myself into getting enough people to come to me so I can get read so I can do readings get that experience. I've done over 3000 readings for people just without boxes, just psychic readings. Okay. Mediumship readings. And, and then, and then now that now I'm doing box sessions, but I was posting everything to my channel, which I have, you know, 115,000 almost, uh, uh, you know, on the channel and like 330,000 on TikTok, And I share my clips on there. And um i never thought a 41 year old man was going to have a tiktok but i guess i do because it's there's a, it's it's a great avenue to share this you know this work and um but i said i kind of prayed and i said god what am i supposed to do like where am i going with this what am i supposed to do with all of this um and i got you know create an app write a bo- or write a book create an app and start holding live events the the book of course i had to charge money for the app would be for free to give everyone an opportunity for free to to try and connect with a loved one if they wanted um events i'm going and you know hitting different cities i've done saint augustine uh, last august i've got new orleans coming up this august um i'll have savannah in the beginning of, of 2023 20, uh, and i'll just keep trying to add events. And I'm doing group sessions. I'm doing private sessions. I'm doing readings. Um, and I'm teaching these classes. And I don't know what else to do other than a, maybe another pod or like a podcast like you're doing or something. I'm doing these interviews. What I did find out is that there's always something more coming down the pike. And, and I just keep having to trust and ask for the guidance to, to um, I, I, you know, I will say this. I had a friend contact me recently, his mother, whom I known a long time I've known him a long time and 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 he uh his mother had a couple of mini strokes and he he had to take her to the hospital and there she had a major stroke and then uh she had a seizure she had to be intubated. And he called me upset and he didn't ask me to contact her. He was just kind of like, I just, I'm upset. And he was calling as a friend. She didn't pass. I mean, she was in a coma. I mean, uh, uh, at the hospital, I got off the phone with him and something told me to reach out to him or to her, to her, her. Sure. even though that she was not deceased um I just felt that calling to do that so I went in my office I turned on my box and I focused on her psychically and I saw her in the hospital bed and and I said Aida I you know I'm, you know it's me Josh and she knows who I am and I said uh are you there and she goes yeah and I said how are you doing are you are you are you okay it's a stupid question it's kind of like a human question you ask everyone you know when you get I said, she goes not today. Very clear. Very clear. (laughs) Not today. Yeah. And she had a, she goes, I said, what have you seen? She goes a long hallway. Um, She goes, I, I, at the end I said, well, what do you want to tell your family? And she goes, just put me in a bed in hospice. So she was able to, to, come through my box before leaving her body. I mean, before fully leaving her body, but she was in a way, she was, uh, you know, able to communicate with me just as any spirit on the other side was able to very definitively, very clear. And, uh, I told my friend what she said. It was hard for me to convey that message to him. A day later, he was putting her in hospice as her dying wishes was, you know, and there was nothing more that they could do. And I asked for her again. And she, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'll come through again. I like this. She goes, I like this, you know, so she confirmed that she would speak through there. And then he called me the day that she passed and, and and I contacted her right after and she goes, I'll be back soon. You know, really happy, really positive. She goes, I love this place. It's fine. It's good. I'm okay. You know, the video's on my channel, so it's, you know, it's all there, um, and people can watch it, but it's, it's an amazing, so there's work to be done here. There's more to discover. If everyone that was in a coma could have a chance to communicate, I, I have now communicated as weird as it is. I don't know how it's happening. I don't know how it's happening, Scott, but I've had animals, people's pets, that they've they've picked up the app and they've used it. they put on a child voice. They pick a child voice in the app in one of the sound banks. It's just no words. It's all just gibberish. And they'll ask for their animal. And their animal will, I don't know if it's the animal coming through, but responses that are pertinent and directly uh, relating to what the person is asking uh, are coming through. Yes, it's me. I love you. I'm here. I'm around you all the time. These are the kinds of responses we're getting, and it, it, it's 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 just remarkable. I, I'll just I'll say this really quickly. You know, after the coma case, and I saw whoa, we can really communicate with souls that are you know not even or that are still in their bodies. Uh, a woman lost her cat, a follower of mine, and she asked if we could, uh, you know, if I could tune into it. And so I was tuning in and I asked on my, my app and it said, um, felt sick. The cat ran away and she wanted never been out of the house ever in like 10 years or whatever the case is. And I, and I asked for the cat and it says felt sick. Very clear. I said, well, "Like, where are you? Are you, you know, where are you right now? Said, reached woods. And I asked the woman, I said, Are there woods around you? And she was all around my house. It's woods all around my house. So the next couple of days, we were doing a group session to reach the loved ones. And she wanted to put the cat on the list, even though she didn't know if the cat was dead or not or whatever. And so I was asking my guides about the cat. And one of my guides says, The cat's name says, The cat's name and says, says Bodhi is coming back tomorrow. That's what the that's what the guide said. Bodhi is coming back tomorrow. Didn't you know the next day the cat walks back to the house? Comes back to the house. You know? So what are you they, do, man?
0: and the technology, do you see that evolving as well?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as you mean, like with me or or with my technology or with the technology in the world?
0: Well, I was asking specifically about you, but in the world, I'm assuming there's other people who are doing. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, as far as where we were 10 years ago to now, I mean, it is conversational now. Before it was gappy. It was just one or two words. Now it is getting better. I'm also not, I mean, in addition to the audio, I'm capturing amazing visual evidence. I mean, I'm capturing, I'm using water to capture spirits' faces, water ITC. I'm using...
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. How does that work? I've not heard of this. Water ITC.
1: Oh, man. Hold on. Let's see if I can show you something here. Okay. So... If we look at this, so what I'm doing is what, what, what we have is I will take a bowl of water and I will fill it up with water. I will then put a light either to the side of the bowl or underneath the bowl. Okay. And I will connect intuitively, ask for a spirit to come in with me, work with me here And I will then put my hand in the bowl, and I will agitate the water, creating waves. That starts to distort the light. um, And and within that distortion of light, a spirit can appear and show their image. It's been done many times. It's like scrying. There's different ways of doing it. Um, So this is right here. You can see this looks like the bottom of someone's face. Looks like a chin. A nose, lips, it looks like a woman coming through. You know, people ask me about aliens and I I have picked up responses about ET in my sessions many times. I even had one say the other day, they've been here many times, they say, they've said that, the spirit said that to me. I was asking for spirit, this looks like an alien head. I mean, two eyes, looks like the nose, it looks, I'm going to show you something really amazing here, Scott, hold on this could be an alien we don't know but check this out this is a baby we were asking for a child and here it looks like a a child's face two eyes nose mouth swaddled in um in cloth amazing some of this stuff is really amazing i've captured here you can see now in addition to water itc um i've captured um an apparition i use i use a night vision camera Um, and I'm using a backdrop, a black backdrop. This is just a ring light, but over here, you'll see a face appear and then disappear. It's a side profile of a woman with her mouth open really wild. So a full face apparition will appear right there. So you see that face, it's a side profile, nose, mouth, uh, mouth open now, or, and the eye, and it just appears and then it disappears. And what's interesting about this, I was asking for this woman at the time. And it was for it was for a patron. And, and when and when the face appeared and I was asking for the woman, uh, the woman, uh, the patron of mine, and she saw it, the follower saw it and goes, Oh my God. She goes, I have a picture of the girl you were asking for that looks very similar to this image. And, and she sent that to me. And let me see if it's there. So this was the woman I was asking for her name was Nicole. And she, she, you can see that there's a resemblance there. I mean, it's kind of crude, but again, you know, you can see that there's a resemblance there. And this is the woman I, this is the woman I was asking for at the time when this apparition showed up. Okay. I was asking for this guy's father and here you'll see, I did in a little outline, but these faces start to appear. These this was a man. You could see it's like his nose, his mouth, his chin, uh, his hair. There's a child. Is it this, this looks like a child right here. I was asking for a child to come through. Oh, sure. Look looks that. like a young girl. You could see the bangs and the eyes. And the, yeah, it's very uh, distinct there. Let's see what else I've got for you here. Hold on. Oh, that's orbs. So there's a lot of orb activity. And there's, there's orbs that will, you see this white patch on my hair? It went white. That was
0: an orb strike, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. That was an orb strike, man. Look, boom! You see boom. the orb coming right out of my head? Yeah, man. You see these orbs coming right out of my head? Now they're they these orbs will come in and out as they're as they're as I'm communicating with them through the group session. You can see again. This orb comes right out of my head. Yeah, up, boom! Now you'll see also. Right here. This is one of the first times I captured an orb shooting out of my head in the same spot. I was doing a cemetery session. I was reaching um, a rapper that was shot um, violently, you know, it was violent, you know, murder. And I was trying to reach out to him for his fans. I was at his spot, uh, his grave site. And I don't know if who, if, but look at this. There it is. Yeah. Boom, right out the top of my head. Now you can see one kind of, this one's shooting across. And it's almost like this guy comes out to like ward it off, or I don't know. So you can kind of see this guy moving across. Hold on. See this? There's like this ball right here moving right across, and then boom, it shoots up. Hmm. And it comes normally, you know. I'm I'm showing the diagram of where the third eye, the pineal uh you know, gland is. Look at this one. So this is cool. Check this out. You can just
0: yeah, they're just everywhere.
1: Okay, check this out. This is probably one of the best pieces of evidence I've ever captured with an orb. You're going to okay. see a ball of light move from my book, uh, bookshelf, bookcase here. And it's going to go in here. It's going to go behind this wall and then shoot out the wall. You're literally going to see a, an orb move through matter. Ha, <laughs> ha, I don't know. It looks a lot like vaping to me. It looks like what? Vaping? Yeah. <laughs> like someone's blowing a smoke ring through a like wall? Like
0: smoke ring right through the, the yeah. side of
1: your bookshelf. How great is that? Um, the, the, the last thing I'll show you, If I mean, we're probably out of time, but the last thing I'll show you really quickly, if, if, if you don't mind, I, I, is, is the, the best piece of water ITC that I've ever captured. And that was when I was asking for Gabby. I was asking for Gabby to come through in a session. And I asked her if, to see if she would come through um, and, and show herself. So check this out. This is the most amazing piece of evidence I've ever. It's just absolutely insane this is the original photo. I have the original photo on my iPhone. I took it with my iPhone. So I have the original photo there with the metadata and everything. It's not altered or anything. What I did this, I asked Gabby to show herself. And I actually in real time saw this face appear and I snapped it. And that was it. That's actually on video in a session that I did. So it's on YouTube. You can actually see me doing this, taking this A lot of times, spirit will show themselves as an already taken image that's already been taken of them, and that's and they do that for the purposes, I believe, again, for verification.
0: Oh, sure. And
1: and so I go online and I start looking for images to kind of compare to this, and I find this image of Gabby. Only it was reversed. What I find is every time a photo matches up to something i've taken in the water it has to be reversed so maybe it's like the mirror world i don't know why but it normally has to be reversed so i flipped this photo and then i put it i made it um you know transparent uh the opaqueness and and i matched it up and it matches up perfectly it matches up perfectly with the original image it's exact it's an exact so people will only say two things they'll say oh my god that's the most amazing thing i've ever seen or holy cow what a fake you are like how ridiculously fake it that's impossible you're going to tell me that this woman came through and showed herself as an already taken image off the internet i don't know what to tell you i have the original photo and you know it's unaltered it's unshopped. you know it's 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 there and there's many other photos that i have of water itc that are similar like this so it's just absolutely remarkable i can go on and on and on
0: well we don't have the kind of time to go on and on and (laughs) on and i know that uh, you have an event or events coming up yeah um this would be a good time to do a commercial oh okay
1: hopeparanormal.com that's where you can find all things hope related the book the app uh, the events future classes august 26 27 28th new orleans uh hilton uh an old masonic lodge uh temple that is where the hilton is will be there and we'll be hitting some other spots and i'll be doing a lecture i'll be doing an investigation i'll be doing a gallery group session reading for everyone so it's going to be a great weekend
0: that sounds like fun and joshua thank you for taking the time to be with us today oh absolutely sharing all things hope that's my honor this has been just a blast so thank you very much and for those of you watching this episode stick around because i've got a couple of ideas that i think you'll find interesting That was an amazing interview. I have some thoughts on what he said. Just to be clear, these are my viewpoints, but that's why you watch the afterlife files to gain perspective by using more than one lens with which to view this rich information. First off, what Joshua is trying to do reminds me of where near-death research stood 30 years ago. ITC looks promising. But it still has a long way to go before it's easy to use and easy to understand. Using this app actually reminded me of our honeymoon in Scotland. When Ann and I would talk with a native Scot, I could see the mouth move. I could hear the speech, I knew it was English, yet I couldn't understand a word. My ear just wasn't tuned to the local dialect. And clearly Joshua has had time to tune his ear to ITC speech. The technology is bound to get better. What did help me was his confession that he gets about 30% of what is spoken. That made me feel better. Second, his realization that an emotional connection is really helpful in locating and getting good communication from the person on the other side. We found this with shared death experiences too. Third, in general, his findings mirror what we found in NDE research and in using the meditation techniques that we have honed here at the Expanded Awareness Institute. Last, I love the fact that he can communicate with people in comas. When ITC is more easily understood, it will open up vast opportunities for the care of these individuals. I do hope that videos such as this can give you some insight on what near-death and shared-death experiencers discover about the afterlife, the nature of consciousness, and how to live your life more fully. If you've not already hit that subscribe button, I would encourage you to do so. In addition, I have six albums that you can use to start your exploration on your own. If you're ready to jump all in, Best way to experience the other side is to participate in our five and a half day retreat. This retreat has two live trainers, 25 exercises into the non-physical universe, and the distinct advantage of support, group, energy, and intention. I would encourage you to go down below and look at the links associated with the NDE retreat. These links will take you to the information on the different elements of the course and the skill set that you'll learn. This course uses binaural beat technology and gamma synchrony technology so that you can attain and sustain expanded states of consciousness easily and safely. That means this course is perfect for both adept meditators and newbies. Everyone will benefit. Okay, so you've had a close look at ITC and its potential to communicate with the dead. I hope you're curious and download the Hope Spirit Box and give it a try. Reminder, have a series of questions ready to go and record each one separately. This allows you an easy way to play the responses over and over to decipher this otherworldly communication. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment. You can find the afterlife files on all podcast streaming apps. Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible, the lot. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Or pay us a visit at neardeathmeditations.com. I'll repeat that, neardeathmeditations.com. Bye, see you next time, and thank you for joining us.